Welcome to the Inner Peace Podcast. Join Matthew McDaniel as he helps others face their toughest struggles head on and achieve a purpose-driven life free from limitations. A show that helps you navigate your path to inner peace. Thank you for joining. Now, let's take your questions about your life. Good morning, and welcome to this episode of the Inner Peace Podcast. Let's jump right in. First question, what is the relationship between reason and emotion? So I just worked on this yesterday, and it ties into how reason works. Reason is nothing more than a thought looking for an answer. And the process that you go through in looking for an answer is reason. How are you going to decide to accept a thought? as a belief, you're going to have certain criteria. And that's how reason works. Now, as you go through this process, as you start to look at what am I going to think? What am I going to believe? You know, from experience that if you think everybody's out to get you, then in return, you're going to be afraid to walk out of your house. Emotion is going to create this sadness, this anxiety, based off of that thought of thinking everybody's going to get you. So let's sum this all up in kind of a sequence in order of events. I think people are going to get me. I come to this decision because I've reasoned that based off of these four past experiences I've had, it is highly likely this is going to happen again. So then I create this feeling of anxiety. And then when I go out into the, into, into the world and I'm out around people, I feel anxiety. I feel afraid. So when it comes to reason, if you want to avoid having these types of fear-based emotions, ones that are feeling like sadness, depression, anxiety, worry, if you want to avoid those, then the thought that you're going to create and accept as a belief will need to be in alignment with love. What is love? Love is, if you boil love down, it's really two things. It's compassion and it's unconditional. And there's a lot of extensions. What is, what is compassion? What is unconditional? Fear is looking to control you. It's looking to limit you. It's looking to put you in a little cave to where it feels like you can't get out. You feel stuck. You feel lost. On the other end, compassion and unconditional, as part of love, it's going to feel free. It's like freedom, like weight has been lifted off your shoulders. It will feel like there are no limitations. There's doors that are just going to open. There's not going to be a lot of closed doors because that's just not the way you see life. So what I would encourage you to do is within the reasoning process as you're creating thoughts, have your criteria be create a thought almost like a rule. Create a thought that has to be compassionate and unconditional. 
Because if you truly create that thought that checks off those two criteria boxes, then the emotions you are going to get are going to be happiness, joy. You're just going to love life. I hope that helps. Let's go to our next question. What is this feeling I get when I am near this person? Feels like tension. Ooh, this is I, a couple technical questions back to back. So let's take this one little by little and see where we land. Tension is nothing more than, this is my definition, this is how I see it and how I've experienced it. How I would describe it, I guess is a better way to say it. It's when two energies are not vibrating at the same frequency. So that's crazy confusing. Let's try to put this in real life terms. If I see life, if I've created a thought, we'll kind of use the last example. If I create a thought that sees the world as unconditional and compassionate as part of love, then I'm not afraid to go out of my outside of my house. On the opposite end, I'm going to use version, or I'm going to use Matt B. Matt B thinks that the world is out to get him. And so through that perspective, creating a thought out of fear. So if Matt A and Matt B were in the same room together, there's going to feel like there's tension because one is thinking in a, we'll call it a higher vibration, which is love. Because remember how I said, love is expansive. It's not limited. So it has the ability to go higher, whereas fear has limiting thoughts and keeps you lower. Okay, so now if these two folks, Matt A and Matt B, are in the same room, one is vibrating higher, aka through love, one is vibrating lower, aka through fear, and when you're in this room together, there's going to feel like there's tension because one is going to be happy-go-lucky, joyful, excited about life, about getting out there and going to do something. And the mention of going out to, let's say, a ball game is going to put the other person on edge. There's tension. There's tension between the two energies. One energy is like, let's go out there, let's have fun. The other energy is like, let's hang out here, it's safer. We can also have fun here. So I have to laugh because these are two technical questions back to back. And it's crazy how they work because I just worked on this yesterday and these are the first two questions that came up today. Um, but please ask me questions. If you have any questions on what I just covered and you want to learn more about that, just shoot me a question on the website. That way I know whether you understood what I said or maybe I need to come up with a different metaphor, analogy, or example. I'm happy to do that. But we will head on to the next question. What is the meaning of feeling? Holy smokes, another one. Can we succeed in not feeling? I'm going to be tested today, I see. All right, here we go. What is the meaning of feeling? I'm not going to recreate the, a different scenario. We'll keep running with the same scenario just to keep everything in sync. 
feeling is what you get when you choose a thought. When you accept this thought that turns into a belief. So the same same example is, and we'll just retouch on, this is actually probably good that we do this in a couple different perspectives, different angles. So if the person who was vibrating lower, creating fear-based thoughts, afraid that people are going to attack them, they are going to receive in return a feeling of anxiety. So what you what you choose to create will also return to you, and that's what you're feeling. Can you succeed in not feeling? No, you cannot. But you can choose what type of feelings you have because you choose a thought that is compassionate and unconditional. Because nobody wants, at the end of the day, when it all, when you clear everything away and you're only left with your, with your true self, and your true self on a soul level, free of all the material items, free of all the, the stuff in your life, free of everything, if you're just left with you on a soul level, it is, it is love. You are naturally, your, who you are is compassion, is unconditional love. That is who you are naturally. The name of the game is to move these energies from fear to love. Because we're just really trying just to find our way back to our true self. We don't exactly know all of this, but as you get experiences, your emotions and your feelings are teaching you. They're guiding you and navigating you to a path of compassion and unconditional love. And you can see this if you look back in your life and you go back through all the experiences. You could, you could almost make a list what felt good, what felt right, what didn't feel good, what didn't feel right. And you're going to start to see that as you get this list and you build this list, there's going to be a column for unconditional love and there's going to be a column of fear. If you want to succeed in not feeling those, those icky, nasty, not making you feel so good type of feelings, then it's, it's really a simple process of changing the thoughts. Remember, a thought is just you looking for an answer or remembering an answer. The moment that you accept that thought, it just becomes a belief and it's those beliefs and those thoughts that we have to address head on. We have to move the energy from having a fear-based belief into a love and compassionate type of thought and belief. Because that transition from love or from fear to love is what I call and I think other I think there might have been another person who said this too, but that is a miracle. That is that is the definition of a miracle. When you move from fear to love, that's a miracle. All right. Let's head over to our next question. How is it possible to get angry with yourself? Who is exactly mad at whom? Oh, well, I've I've done this a number of times 
a lot actually. Uh, really, it has a lot to do with making mistakes, doing the same thing and getting the same results. You, you know what you want deep down, but you still choose not to do it, or you still choose to take the path that will get you that same result that you know is not going to be anything that you want or anything you like. I also get angry with myself when I have, I used to get angry, I'll say this, I used to get angry with myself when I used to have, when I had negative thoughts, when I had fear-based thoughts. A lot of it was just because I had no idea what I was doing. Nada. Nothing. I didn't know where they were coming from. I didn't know how to find them. I just knew they were there. And so I would get angry with myself because I was frustrated that I didn't know how to find it. I didn't know how to change it. I didn't know how to transmute the fear into love. I had no idea what I was doing. And so I got angry with myself because I wanted to fix it, but I couldn't fix it because I didn't know what to do. So who are you mad at? You're just mad at yourself. You're judging yourself, and that's coming from a place of fear. If you think that you have to be perfect, if you think that you are a bad person for having a negative thought, then you're going to end up punishing yourself. And what we really want to do, and it's not easy because I had to go through it, but you almost have to parent yourself, treat yourself like a child in this area. Because in any area, really, where you don't have the skills and the, the knowledge, you don't have the experience, you don't know what you're doing. You have to treat yourself like a child in a sense that when a kid learns how to walk, are you going to punish the kid when they fall down? Or are you going to punish them when they are afraid to take a step? Or are you going to see the child and where they're at in their development and just know that you have to be patient and that they're going to take the first step when it's the right time for them? That is how you can parent yourself is by recognizing that wherever you are in your life, it's not good, bad, right, wrong. It's just where you're at. Developmentally, that's where you are. You're trying to take your first step. Be patient. I fell into the trap of being the kid trying to take their first step, but looking around them and everybody's running around playing tag. And I'm still standing there. That's kind of funny, actually, when you think about it. I'm just I'm just standing there and not moving. You know, everybody's running and playing tag and having fun, and I'm trying to take my first step. And so, yeah, it's frustrating. It's natural to feel frustrated. But when you stop comparing yourself to the people playing tag and you just focus on your step, then a lot of that noise and a lot of that negative thinking just kind of flies, flies away, just floats away. It's really not even there anymore. So it's really what reality are you creating for yourself? Are you creating that reality like I did where people are around me doing all these things and I'm still sta- I'm stuck here, not moving? Well, if that's your reality, then it's not going to feel very good. But if you change the reality just to say, hey, I'm all by myself. I'm just trying to take my first step. And I already stood up. I have balance. I'm not falling down anymore. Celebrate the milestones. Remember the milestones and be happy about where you've come. Look back and say, man, I wasn't even able to crawl. I wasn't even able to move. 
Now I can crawl. I can move my legs. I can stand up. I have balance. I'm starting to bend my legs. This is awesome. I'm excited for the next step. So it's just a simple perspective change. And a perspective is nothing more than you're just going to see it from another point of view, your own point of view in that scenario. And then you're going to be happy about it. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. And you don't have to be angry with yourself anymore because that's no longer your reality that you're creating. These thoughts are powerful. Very, very powerful. The ones you choose to create, whew, it can be bliss and a utopia reality or it can be doom and gloom. <laughs> and the lucky, and I guess it's not luck, the nice thing and the most fortunate thing we have at our disposal is all we have to do is choose unconditional and compassion and we'll be we'll be headed in the right direction. It's really as simple as that. You just have to make the conscious choice to choose that thought. Sometimes it's not easy. Doesn't mean everything has to be easy, but at least you're starting to understand how it works, how to change it. And that's a that's a big first step. Let's head to our very last question for the day. Why do I feel like nobody actually likes me? Well, we have a lot of themes going on. It's like the same theme today on feelings. Well, you feel like nobody actually likes you because when you look around and you're assessing maybe your interactions or experiences, so on and so forth, it comes down to the same thing. You think... Nobody likes you because of your looks, the way you talk. You think you're not very smart. You think you're not in the social status or social class as the other people. Um, you're creating a thought in your head that is clearly from a place that is lower vibration. It's from a place of fear. It's not true, and in return, you feel like nobody likes you. When you, If I were in your shoes right now, the first thing I would do is start to identify what it is you think about yourself. Build that list, and then one by one, start, start at the top. doesn't have to be in any order. Start at the top. And start to change that thought into something that feels more like, it's kind of like the song of the day, compassion and unconditional. Because that's love. That's the truth. On a soul level, that is who you are. So we have to find our way back. And if you don't know what compassion and unconditional feels like, look at a kid. Look at a kid who is let's say around five years old just watch them and observe them that is pure unconditional love pure unconditional love that's what it looks like the way they the way they talk the way they're they think ask a kid any type of spiritual question i mean don't make it too difficult but ask them a question and see what answer you get it's usually going to be the simplest answer and it's going to be from a place of love. And it's the, it's the best thing in the world because you were that five-year-old at some point in your life. I know it sounds 
like a silly thing to say, but look at the deeper meaning of what I'm trying to convey. You were that five-year-old. You started as pure unconditional love. And you are now in this very present moment, moment thinking nobody actually likes you. The five-year-old does not think that way. That's the beauty of it. I don't know if you're catching it. You already know what it feels like. You already started out that way. We just have to find our way back. And to clear out, to clear the way, to find the path, it starts with that list. But from that five-year-old to today, there has been thought after thought that you have accepted from a place of fear that turned into your belief system. It's, it's something you're carrying around with you every day. And if it's a belief and it's on autopilot, it's residing in your subconscious. Subconscious equals autopilot. Conscious thought equals working thoughts. These are the ones that are creating new beliefs or changing current beliefs. You either create new or change current in the conscious working thoughts or the ones that you have on autopilot are on a subconscious level. These are the ones that you don't necessarily see. You don't think about them because you're not trying to change them. You just accept them as a truth. It's like in the scientific law or in scientific theory and law, it's you test a hypothesis, a theory, and if it tests and goes through all of this checks and people recreate the experiment, whatever it is, it comes into a law. But it's not really a law. It's just really a working theory that people have accepted because you know and you see it all the time. You get new information and then the law changes. Within you, you have these laws. You had theories that you turned into a law because of all the experiences you've had. You kept recreating the same fear-based thought, and now here you are, feeling like nobody likes you. All you need to do is take a new perspective from a different viewpoint, a different vantage point. Re-see the experiences that you've had. Don't just see it through your eyes because your eyes had created that negative thought, that fear-based thought. Look at it from a big-picture point of view. Look from other people's perspectives, because when you do this, you will find new thoughts. Wow, this today was really, really technical. Uh, if I had to sum everything we talked about today and keep it simple, I just want you to recognize that you have thoughts that you're creating every single day. Some you're just on repeat on autopilot. Some are new based off of new experiences. Now, if you want to find the path to inner peace, then start moving your criteria to two boxes. Check off that the thought is A, compassionate, and B, unconditionally loving. Start there. And then as you start to get a little more comfortable with this, go into the thoughts that you've accepted from the past. All the past experiences turned into thoughts, take a look at those current beliefs that you have, bring them to the surface, 
They don't have to be painful. They just have to be brought to the surface so that we can look at them. And when we look at them, we can start to identify those thoughts that we created. And then we can start to change them into meeting the criteria that we've set for ourselves. There's a new criteria that has to be set in order to find inner peace. If you do not change the criteria, and if you cannot move from the current set of beliefs into a new set of beliefs, there's no miracles, and there's not going to be unconditional love. You will continue to receive those fear-based emotions, the sadness, anxiety, depression. You'll start to get, you'll still receive those. So you can't trick yourself because the emotions and the feelings cannot be tricked. You will still feel that stuff if it's not truly moved into and checked unconditional and compassion. All right, that's a wrap. Holy smokes, we covered a lot today, but it's a good starting point and we have to do it at some point. Take that first step. And with that, I'll leave you be. Have a great day, everyone, and thank you. This is the Inner Peace Podcast. Hey, friends. This episode is over, but head over to the notes section for a link to submit your questions. If you need more resources, head over to the blog for more answers to your questions or check out past episodes. Thanks for listening.